0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, we're going to look at Psalm 114 now. It is another of the Psalms of Praise, the Hillel Psalms. As I mentioned, um, Psalm 113 through Psalm 118 are known as Psalms of Praise, and they typically are included in services regarding the Passover. And the the various feasts and festivals, the Sabbath, Pentecost, and tabernacles, and so forth. Now, this Psalm 114 uses some poetic devices. And by that, I mean it takes certain aspects of creation— And it personifies them. It doesn't make them human necessarily, but it makes them uh, respond in a way that is almost human or um, animal-like, depending on the poetic language. So some people um, try to read every word of the Bible, even including the Psalms, as word-for-word literal expression from the heart of God. In reality, the Lord allowed poetic devices to be used in the Psalms to describe eternal things and to describe earthly things. It makes them more memorable, and and uh, there are a lot of literal statements within the psalms, but there are a lot of poetic um, images that are created um, with great skill under the direction of the Holy Spirit, with God's wordsmiths cooperating with heaven. And this is one of those psalms that uses some poetic devices. Now, let's read a very brief psalm, Psalm 114. When Israel came out of Egypt, Jacob from a people of foreign tongue, Judah became God's sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled, the Jordan turned back, the mountains leaped like rams, the hills like lambs. Why was it, sea, that you fled? Why, Jordan, did you turn back? Why, mountains, did you leap like rams, and you hills like lambs? Tremble, earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool, the hard rock into springs of water. Now, it is not um, far-fetched to say that all of creation does worship the Lord. The New Testament bears this out. The book of Romans, for example, says all creation groans in expectation, waiting for the sons of God to be revealed in the earth. And um, in another place, Jesus mentioned, if they don't cry out with praise and worship for Jesus, even the rocks will cry out. And so this, this idea of nature worshiping the Lord and nature responding to the Lord is consistent throughout the scriptures. But there are definitely some poetic devices in store for us within within the psalm. So first, verse 1, Israel is um, remembered as having been led out of Egypt. Verse 1, when Israel came out of Egypt and Jacob from a people of foreign tongue, you may recall that uh, Jacob went down with his family of 70 people to Egypt and came out two and a half million people 400 years later. Um, as a nationality. They went in as a family and they came out as a nation and a great nation. And so the Lord moved them out of Egypt and moved with them out of Egypt. Verse two, Judah became God's sanctuary and Israel his dominion. That was uh, certainly true. And then we move into the poetic um, personification of nature being in awe of the Lord. Verse three, the sea looked and fled the Jordan turned back. Now, of course, these are probably references to the uh, the Red Sea or the Sea of Reeds parting before the Jews leaving Egypt, and then the Jordan River parting before Joshua and the children of Israel entering into the Promised Land. But the wording, the sea looked as if it had eyes. It looked and fled. And so um, the Lord caused the sea to respond and to open for his people. But the psalmist makes this a a poetic response from the sea itself. And the Jordan turned back as if the Jordan River decided uh, just to to spread open its arms and let Israel cross over to the promised land. And then there's a a phrase involving mountains and hills that respond to the Lord uh, that's repeated once again, almost like a chorus. This is the first time, verse 4, the mountains leaped like rams. The hills like lambs. And so, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a mountain leap like a ram. Nor have I seen hills um, jump like lambs. But the psalmist is making mention perhaps of uh, Mount Sinai and the surrounding hills that trembled with the presence of God in Exodus um, 19 through 24 when the Lord came down and delivered the Sinai covenant And then references made to, again, the parting of the Red Sea and the parting of the Jordan. Remember, we previously said the sea looked and fled and the Jordan turned back. And then verse five, why was it sea that you fled? Why, Jordan, did you turn back? So it, it made the stipulation in verse three that they did look, the sea did look and the Jordan did flee. And then the question is asked in verse five, why? What did you flee from? You know, what was this magnificent God that caused you, Red Sea, to part? Jordan River, what was this magnificent being beyond the created order that caused you to turn back? Why, oh Jordan, did you turn back? Once again, we have the chorus involving the mountains and the hills in verse 6. Why, mountains, did you leap like rams? Why, you hills, like lambs? And so, once again, this this question is asked, of the mountains and the uh, the hills, like it was asked of the, the sea and the Jordan. What caused you to respond contrary to the ways of nature? Something beyond the natural order caused them to respond this way. And then the psalmist concludes with a final exhortation for the earth to tremble before the Lord. Verse 7, tremble earth at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool, the hard rock into springs of water. And this is probably referencing the the times where Moses delivered water to them out of the rocks, um, by the hand of God, of course. But this this idea of the earth trembling before the Lord, that appears in many places in the Scripture. We too are to tremble before the Lord. And so, friends, this psalm of praise poetically includes aspects of Israel's history, and it causes the created order to acknowledge that the one true God made them behave in a way that was not of this natural world. And we certainly know that the Scriptures attest to that in many ways. So, Lord, we thank you that you're not bound by nature. This is not, as some have said, a closed system that you just wound up and left alone— You intervene in the affairs of man. You did it in the days of Israel coming out of Egypt. You do it in our days as well in different ways. God, we acknowledge that you are altogether other. You are superior to every being in the created order and in whatever is beyond. Lord, we honor you. We thank you for this psalm of praise now. And together with the psalmist, we say hallelujah. You are the one true God. We love you. We honor you. You can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.